John 2, 23-25 Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people, and needed no one to bear witness about him, for he himself knew what was in man. So here we see Jesus still in Jerusalem for the Passover feast. He's still there, uh, and he's doing other signs and miracles for those who are around in Jerusalem. Because we've seen so far he did the water into wine, and then he moved into the temple where he overturned all the money changers' tables and uh, shooed out all of those who were selling animals and uh, selling things for the sacrifice. And it says here that many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. So we can assume that he was doing other signs and wonders here. And we see him in some of the other gospels. There's accounts of him doing other signs and wonders where he is healing the sick, um, where he is uh, helping those who are in need of his help, especially in their physical ailments and their physical body. We see cases throughout all the gospels of him healing lepers and healing the paralytics, people who can't walk or use their limbs. So he's going through and healing all of these different people. And so because of these signs that he is doing, there are plenty of those who are around and starting to believe in uh, him. And so it says that they're believing in his name or believing in this Jesus. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them. So Jesus isn't going and saying, I am the Messiah, I am the Christ, the one who has been promised. Uh, and it says that he's not doing this because he knows what is in the heart of man. He knows what they are thinking and what they're wanting. We see plenty of cases later on through the scripture as it gets closer to the time of his uh, triumphal entry, right before he is going to the cross to die. There are those who are expecting that he is their savior, but not the savior from sin, not the savior from God's wrath, but that he's their uh, savior from the Roman oppression, that he is a savior from their immediate uh, suffering and their immediate uh, feeling of needing to be saved. So there's this political oppression going on in that time, and they are expecting that Jesus would come and raise up an army and get rid of the Romans and become their king. Uh, and we see that with how they were treating Jesus, especially on his triumphal entry. But we know that Jesus was not coming to be this earthly king set up to rule and reign. He was coming to be a sacrifice, uh, coming to willingly go to the cross to face God's wrath for sin. Uh, and that he was going to be the savior of the world and the king of the world so much bigger than just getting rid of the Roman rule and Roman oppression. So he knew in these verses that man's scope of view, vision, that their view on this world 
was so narrow. They were only focused on their immediate suffering and their immediate political oppression by these Romans. And that's all they were looking for was that kind of savior. But he knew that he was such a much bigger savior than this, that he was coming with so much more to offer them. And so it was not his time yet to reveal who he was because he knew that they would misread that as they do. And so Jesus is still doing miracles and doing these signs, but he is holding back on revealing who he is, uh, on having that witness go forth to fully proclaim everywhere he goes that Jesus is the Messiah. But we know that he is. So when we get to read these scriptures, we get to read in knowing who Jesus actually is, that he is the perfect son of God, living that perfect life we could never live, and that he is God, truly God and truly man, able to face every temptation that we face and that we fail every time, not every time, but that we do fail in finding temptation. Uh, he's able to face that and succeed and then able to willingly go to the cross and die. Uh, and we know now that we are on this side of his death and resurrection, that he is the king over everything. All authority on heaven and on earth have been given to him. He is ruling and reigning now. And so we can be so joyful that we are living in a time when King Jesus is on his throne. So we can bow our knee to him today. We can repent of our sin. We can believe in him, bow our knee and worship him. So let us go about our day today, worshiping Jesus for who he is as our king over everything. So let us worship him together.